Welcome to Unchenyo and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. All right, uh, welcome to another episode of Unchain Your Strength. And today's guest, we have Dana Humphrey. Hi, Dana, how are you? Hey, excellent, thank you. Nice to have you here. So Dana, tell me, you are a life coach and you are a death doula as well, which is the first time I hear it. I always have heard about birth doulas. My friend does that. Uh, she absolutely loves it. And I have loads of friends who are just studying to do that. But tell me a little bit about what do you do and how did you get started? Yeah, well, I was a marketer for the last 14 years and I had a PR firm and um, I had a moment um, in 2020 last year. I was in Guatemala. I was uh, stuck in paradise for a couple of months and I realized I wanted to shift what I was doing and spending my life force energy for to um, to really help people. And that's where I developed the life coaching business and also went through training to be a death doula. And really, I see them as going hand in hand because um, we help people have a good death and also live their best lives. And really what a death doula does is adds ritual um, back into the dying process. So if someone knows they have a few months left to live, it's a perfect time for us to meet with them, talk about their desires, what they'd like to have. Um, happening in their final days, who they'd like to see, who they'd like to have in the room with them, what's the vibe they'd like to have. And um, we're really their advocate. You know, we're not doing anything medically. We're not giving them medication. Um, We might walk them through a guided visualization to help alleviate some of their pain. We might help them um, tell a story or, or share some grief that they haven't been able to share with anybody before. You know, sometimes having a third party person that's not a family or loved one is easier to talk to. So we're there just providing love and support um, and presence. We might just hold their hand. We're with them. um, And we encourage their family to create a space that they'd like to have. So um, one one idea is that when people come in to visit them, we might set up a gratitude chair where they have to maybe take a few minutes to like take their shoes off and settle in and leave all the traffic and, you know, the stuff they're bringing with them from their day outside. So when they come into the room, they're calm, they're coming from a place of gratitude and able to, um, you know, see the see their loved ones, see their dying person um, in a really calm state of mind. Wow! And I, can I ask Dana how how does that influence you or affect you emotionally? 
because I know you're a third person coming in there, but I mean, the whole scene and scenario and like that situation of being, I don't know, I cry when people die in movies. So just like a little bit. (laughs) So I think that would be something that I couldn't, I personally couldn't do. But uh, how does it affect you emotionally? If I can ask. I think, you know, for me, it's, I really, um, you know, it's important for me to have my practices and my routines and my rituals in place so that I can show up and be fully present. If I'm there and I'm bringing my own baggage from what happened yesterday or what I'm worried about tomorrow, um, you know, it, it does um, alter the experience. Um, but, you know, I find that it's really magical work and I love working with this population and um, I'm excited to um, hold space for people moving forward as they make their transition. Well, thank you. That's very interesting because a lot of people are afraid of just saying the word death. You know, it's just something that it, it really it brings a lot of uh, negativity. It brings a lot of fear, anxiety when we hear that word. Uh, what made you decide to go on that route in your business or in life? I mean, in your life, because it is, it's a, it's a path. Um, it's a path of life choice as well. You know, it's, do this. it's the, it's the one thing we all have in common. You know, we come into this world and we leave this world. And, um, you know, it is something that um, a lot of people have fears of, you know, I think the main fears people have are public speaking and death. And, um, you know, I, I like to, I like to go into, into those areas. You know, I've, I've made my life into both of those sections. Um, So um, it's really just been a deep dive for myself of, you know, what is death and what happens and contemplating um, what happens and coming into it with curiosity. Um, There's uh, something that I've been um, attending for uh, several months now that's, in almost every city in the world, um, it's something called death cafes. If people are interested in learn, talking about death or learning more about death, um, there are these death cafes that happen. You can find them on Meetup. And it's just groups of people getting together um, for an hour and having a conversation about death and wondering and you know sharing fears and sharing um, thoughts about what happens or what doesn't happen. Um, there's a lot of people who think they know what happens, um, but it's I think it's something that we all have a mystery about. Well, we do. I mean, especially if you're religious or, or if you're not religious and, and we have very different different ideas of it. And, and how do you combine being a life coach and being a death doula? I'm intrigued. Well, <laughs> um, about, about five years ago, um, a colleague of mine uh, passed away and she was young. She was in her 30s. And that death, you know, there's been people that have died in my life, but for some reason that death really woke me up and really helped me um, start to live more meaningful life and more um, purposeful life that, you know, all I have is today. All I know about is today. So how can I make sure I have fun, have pleasure, have joy um, and, you know, start to shed some of the things that are, are not serving me. So I really think they go well together. Um, I love helping people, um, uh, holding space, holding non-judgmental space for them so that they can, you know, live in their truth, um, live their best lives um, in whatever stage of it that they're going through. Okay. And, and how, 
Was there a particular experience you went through in Guatemala that it made you in that moment say like, okay, that's it. I want to do this. Like something really, really, I know, remarkable that happened to you. Um, it didn't really happen like that. It was more that um, I, I made a commitment to, um, to shave my head. And okay. um, we were living there. <laughs> we were, I, I used to have long hair and I always had yeah, long hair. Well, and, you know, just as a woman, like what it means, what your hair means to you and all these mm -hmm. things. And, Especially being um, long. It's very hard for a person who's got long hair to even go short. So I can't imagine where when like, okay, we're shaving. <laughs> so it was more, you know, um, it was, it was April and we had just passed a full moon and I, I, kind of made a, a declaration that if we're still here for the next full moon, I'm going to shave my head. And then as it got closer and closer to May, you know, we were paying rent for May and I thought, okay, we're still here. We're still going to be here. And um, going through, and I ended up creating a ceremony for myself around shaving my head about releasing the past, the present and the future. And in thinking about this ritual and developing this ritual and going through it, um, I realized that I had a lot of things I wanted to let go of. And one of those things is being a marketer and, and, you know, convincing really, I specialized in the pet industry. So it's convincing people to buy a lot of extra things for their pets. Um, and, you know, uh, push this capitalist mentality, push this, you know, consumerism mentality. And um, being able to be in Guatemala gave me time and space to really be with myself and be with my own authentic self, which, you know, taking the hair off and like starting to shed some layers of myself, realizing like that more like stinky onion piece of myself mm -hmm. <laughs> that I'm here to you know, help people. And that's really what I desire to do. And that's really how I want to spend my time. And time is so precious. And of this, you know, seeing about COVID is just this reminder that life is precious. And I don't want to be spending it doing something just because that's what I've always done. Right. It's, um, it was kind of a, a moment of saying, you know, I don't have to keep living the way that I've been living. I can change it, you know, and um, yeah, it's a little scary um, and that's okay. You know, there's a lot of things that are scary. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that goes on the top. That's up in the top three as well, right? You said death, <laughs> public speaking and change. <laughs> Especially in such a, I mean, such a, I, I want to say, for somebody who hasn't done it, probably the word drastic will be ideally. But once you have done a few changes in your life, it doesn't seem so drastic by the time you get there and shaving your head would probably mean like, okay, this is the next step. Like probably, I mean, there was a little bit of fear, but then it meant like that was the right next thing to do. Am I correct? I, I think that we, I think it's like a muscle. I think it's a muscle just like anything else. because like this bravery muscle and it gets a little yes. stronger every time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's also like, like accountability and being witnessed is huge. Like I had uh, where I was living, I had 11 roommates and I had told all doing this and I had asked them to come to the ceremony. So that morning, 
you know, I would have loved to just not do it. (laughs) You know, there's definitely a piece of me that was like, what am I doing? But it was like, it's like, kind of like this idea of creating like a wedding day or something, you create this elaborate thing. And it's like, all right, I got to go through with this. Like, the people are coming, the dates picked, you know, the the fires lit, you know, it's, (laughs) It's happening. So <laughs> the little machine is there, ready to shave your head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to borrow it from a neighbor. You know, it was the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I did say the other day, I was like, oh, you know what happens when a woman cuts her hair? And one of the ladies was like, well, she's the same inside. And I don't think we are. I think like when we make that decision, there is, as you said, there's things that you shed. It's like, you know, I think it's like, um, I'm going to compare it to the sheeps. You know, every winter, every summer, they, 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 yeah, they, uh, I don't know if there's a word in English, but they, they take the skin out of the sheeps and like they convert like into this different little animals. Like they don't look, they look nothing the same. Like yeah, they, they look do. completely different. <laughs> totally shape shifting. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they stop being all this cute little furry and then it's like, oh my God, what are you? But I think it's that even when we do cut our hair, I think the first impression is like, <gasps> what have I done? You know? And then you're like, it's fine. Everything is going to be okay. Like, and, and you start seeing that shift that is much more than just appearance. It's, it's, it's the courage. Well, our, I mean, our hair is like our cells. It's like, it like keeps those experiences. You know, I think there's something, you know, a lot of women, when they go through breakups, like the first thing they do is cut their hair, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like that one thing we can have control over that we can change. Oh, yeah. um, but I do think it's like, um, uh, you know, a way to release um, some of those, some of those ties or some of those um, cords that we develop. Yeah. 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 Cords. I like the way you say it. It's like that, that is a word out there. Okay. Sunshine. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, codependency. Um, I'm interested to know how you help people with codependency, because I think that's something that we do it subconsciously most of the time uh, either way like when we're being codependent someone and somebody codependent of us like that I think that feel that that um need of feeling needy that somebody needs us right 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 um so I think yeah you're right you know I think a lot of people are codependent and don't realize it and it's something that plays in the background um something that was um uh, a little bit of a clue for me is um, a good friend of mine had watched me go through two breakups and she said to me, she said, you know, you only cook when you're in love. And I thought, Oh no, I need to fix. I need to change that. That is not cool. You know, I need to take care of myself and cook for myself every day, every single day. And that was like, that happened, you know, that was a while ago. And that, but that was uh, one little thing that kind of like stayed in the back of my mind of, you know, why do I only cook when it's for someone else or when it's to share with someone else? Um, a little like indicator or awareness about my own codependency um, that helped me like learn to create a little bit of stability of like self-care and self-love for myself that whether I'm in a couple, whether I'm single, whatever, whatever the status is that I'm, you know, eating really awesome food that I make for myself. It doesn't have to be, you know, because there's someone else in the picture. Mm -hmm. 
But it was something so simple. I'm like, I'm, I'm still waiting for like the punch, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> but it, it is subtle. It is subtle, and it is sometimes hard to recognize. You know, um, yeah, like how how do you like to look at your life and realize how you show up, show up as needy is not the easiest question to look at. Um, you know, sometimes it can, it, it, it shows up in, in these like everyday life situations that we have. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it does. Like, I mean, and, but it is, as you said, it's simple thing and subtle things that we feel like, oh, if somebody didn't call us, like I had a friend that it was like that. It was like suddenly she, you know, she meets someone and it's like, it's all happy and everything is just like roses. And, but then she's constantly depending on no looking at the phone waiting for that message and I know it is like you know you you meet somebody and at the beginning you feel that oh where is he where is he or whatever she or whatever it is you know that rocks your boat but then after a while it just starts being like obsessive like you are like waiting for you know oh he hasn't sent me like a good 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 morning message and then you just take that and just your whole day shifts right yeah I think also, you know, people pleasing is a big thing that shows up and, you know, being confident is kind of the opposite of people pleasing. If you're confident and you're not worried what people think about you, then you're, then you're confident. You're not trying to people please. If you're worried about what people think about you, then you're trying to people please. You're trying to portray yourself in a particular way so that people like you. I had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday um, he has a podcast and he has been getting feedback that his, the host that he podcasts with, you know, isn't working out. And he's like, well, how do I tell her that without hurting her feelings? And it's like, oh, okay. You're trying to people please. Yeah. You have to be brave and have that honest conversation with her and, and, you know, suck it up that, yes, yeah, she might not be that happy with you about it for a minute. <laughs> you know, it's not it's your, it's not the best thing to tell someone, but to avoid it and to just let it, you know, continue is, um, you know, that's, it's not, that's not the brave choice. No. Well, I think at the long run, it hurts both people because the other person also like indirectly you might avoid them or you, or as a podcaster, you probably won't put their show up in like their interview up. And then they're like, Oh, and then they're calling you or emailing you like what's going on. And you're like, mm, I don't know what to say. So it is, I think it's, it's better, as you said, like being upfront and sometimes it might hurt somebody's feelings, but I think it's the best thing to do sometimes. And yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. And it can snowball into something bigger, right? This like little thing where you're afraid to have this conversation. Now you have to explain yourself for these, you know, five other things that you didn't do. It's like, yeah. uh, gets it gets more monumental. Well, especially because our minds just tend to wander and they go to some dark places sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> where the hell have you gone? Come back here, <laughs> you know? Because uh, I had this, this conversation with another lady. I had an interview as well for a podcast. And it was like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, everybody hated me. And I'm like, well, no. I was like, I, I find it very, very... I mean, I know kids can be bullying, but I was like, that's how you perceived it. There must be something else there, right. you know, but it, it's that it might, they might have gotten an argue or something. They might have gotten into some silly fight and then something just escalated and escalated. And then she ended up feeling that everybody hated her. 
And I'm like, that can be a very, you know, it can be, that can be, I really escalate to something that it makes it, if it hurt us for a long time until we face it and deal with it and heal it as much as we can. Yeah. Right. It's more of an interpretation of what happened. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it's just like, I'm like, oh my God, no, book. how can people how can hate little children? And I was like, oh, well, they can be bullies sometimes. And I'm like, they can. It's like, yeah, it's unfortunate. But uh, things like some kids just repeat what they see at home and they repeat what they see, I don't know, on TV and stuff like that. And you think it's cool and they go and do it. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. Whole shifting. And, um, Going back to that people pleasing, right? Because I had um I had this conversation as well with one of my co-authors, and um she was writing that and she was like, Yeah, because you know how um she was like, I've always been a people's pleaser. But don't you think this is my opinion, right? And we think that when we're kids, we're kind of taught to be people's pleaser, to say yes, you know, even when we want to say no, you know, things just to be more sociable, accepted. Right. Yeah, we have a lot of societal pressures, starting with our family, starting with our school systems. Um, you know, I like to say I'm a recovering good girl. And now I rock a mohawk, you know, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's um, uh, figuring out that fine line of are you just saying yes, um, to, you know, keep that good girl vibe going on? Or is it a really a true yes for yourself? You know, I like to think of I, for myself, um, you know, that's been a process for me. And in my entrepreneurship journey is like learning to say no more, um, you know, from the very beginning, when I started my company, um, I had to learn to say no to some clients who were just going to suck me for my time and energy. Um, and I think that's an important lesson Um because it's very easy to say yes to everyone. It's harder to say no to some people. And, you know, you can learn to say no nicely and with politeness and with mm-hmm. tact. Um, but, you know, uh, saying yes to everything is definitely um, not going to lead you to a place that you want to be in. You know, that's going to be chaotic. Yeah. There's a movie. Have you ever watched a movie of Jim Carrey that he says yes to everything? <laughs> oh yeah 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 i love that movie. Exactly. I mean, he's like he's like the no man for everything no no i don't like that and then he says yes to everything and he finds himself in like this amazing adventures but he also finds himself in this biggest mess <laughs> it's like oh gosh why they don't say yes <laughs> uh, i thought it was hilarious so lovely so tell us um if anybody wants to reach out to you work with you get to know you better how they can find you dana um, you can find me at DanaHumphrey.com. It's D-A-N-A-H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y.com or on Instagram at Dana K. Humphrey or also on Twitter at the same handle. Awesome. Oh, you're about the only person. Well, one of the only person I know uses Twitter. I was like, did you figure out how to use it? <laughs> I think I've been on Twitter for a long time. <laughs> Twitter I was like I don't know that's a known zone for me and I've been in business for four years but I'm like no no I can't go there (laughs) before we wrap up can you if anybody uh, for everybody who's listening out there and they want to start on their journey to self-discovery 
and go on that all right i'm going to leave everything behind i'm just going to start fresh as you did what would you like to tell them um my i don't know my favorite quote is coming to mind um which is uh don't copy the world be a different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think and it's really about all that we talked about you know it's like yeah not worrying about the societal pressure of being this good person that says yes to everything and really being true to yourself and learning what that is learning how to listen to your body listen to what your body says um discern what is you know appropriate for you or maybe what's not i like that I like that the newness. Yes, <laughs> start over fresh. Always say there's another day, there's another chance to start over. So even if that day doesn't feel like it was the right one, you got the next day to start over. And that's the beauty of yes. this life. Okay, Dana. Once again, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your story. I love it. Yeah, go shave your head just like that. It's like yes, I'm gonna do this. I had another friend who did that years ago for a charity, and then she had long hair and dreadlocks as well that she had it for years. So it's just it was a lot of tears, but then she was like, yeah, it needed to be done. Feel much lighter. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right, everybody who's listening, Avis, if you have any questions, uh, you can. I'm going to drop all the links for Dana. You can share them here on the podcast, subscribe, and let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. As you know, this has shifted so much. These are conversations completely different from last uh, last season. I'm personally absolutely loving them. Love to learn more about people, about life, about what goes in their head and their soul. And uh, true inspiring, inspiration to the people who want to change their life around. So uh, we'll chat to you next next week and have a lovely week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and business. Love, light, and